0: Oh, here's number two of you.
1: big time and I'm not too far gone to understand it I I do understand it the only thing that I do know is that I'm not very good at it Um, I try my best and I actually do a pretty good when I'm doing the Rowlett Eagles I know how to I know how to pinpoint where I'm going to go and stuff like that but when it comes to this show and stuff like that sometimes I don't even care. Sometimes I wonder if, you know, it's worth all the hype and doing all of it and stuff because we're just going to do this show. Those that want to listen can do so. They're more than welcome. Those that don't, don't, <laughs> we don't care. We're going to do three hours of NFL talk here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we do each and every week. Now, last week here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, if you listened, you knew Sonny Clark went 10-4 and 4 on his picks. Squarevo went Nine and five. However, he's worn up on me because I will tell you, on Thursday Night Football, we saw a football team, which, by the way, if you know the history of this show, I've been calling for Marvin Lewis's job since day one. I, it might even have been the first show. It, might, it was within the first five shows. I was calling for Marvin Lewis's head for the Bengals. Now, that was back in 2009. Folks, that was almost eight years ago. In February, it'll be eight years ago. I called I called for him to lose his job eight years later. Still doing it. And this is a football team that has not scored at all. At all. And, and I don't know. You've got Andy Dalton. And I like Andy. I mean, he's down-here TCU guy. So I got a little bit of a man crush on the guy. And I want him to do well. Please understand, I want Andy Dalton to do well. In fact, I thought the Dallas Cowboys should trade up to get him to back up Tony Romo. You know, that at the time. Now, everybody's in love with Dak Prescott. I get it. But I, I'm going to tell you, I wanted this guy for the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, I might have became a Dallas Cowboy fan just because of the pick. That having been said, when you see what happened so far this week, in week number two, we Andy Dalton was pathetic, folks. I, and I mean pathetic. It wasn't even close to even being, oh, how do you say, you know. It wasn't even close. And that's just the best way of saying it. It It, it was ugly. They didn't even get up on the board. Andy Dalton, 15 to 24, 125 yards, and you're a big-time quarterback in the NFL? (laughs) Not. Mark that. Andy Dalton was 20 of 35 for 224. Now, the set I just gave to you, the 15 of 24 for 125, guess what? That was Watson, the quarterback, rookie. Getting jobs done. Houston scores a touchdown in the second quarter and gets two field goals and wins. In the NFL, boy, you lose that game. So that's number one. Number two, the Bengals are so bad, they can't get anything going. A.J. Green, your guy. Your guy. Five catches 67 yards no touches no touchdowns Mixon, the the wonder cat at running back nine rushes 36 yards i mean this team's got a lot to write to home to mama about right i'm telling you right now it was sad and the problem is that i sat and i watched it which is uh, pretty pathetic I mean, I waste my time. I should have been taking a nap. I mean, I had to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and here I am watching this pathetic football game. Really, really sad. Now, that having been said as we move into where we are right now, you got to be able to do something to turn the page if you're the Bengals. What do you got to do to turn the page? You got to do something drastic, at least in my personal opinion, if you're going to do something like that. If you're going to, I mean, they're 0-2. They haven't scored a touchdown. Someone's got to be fired. And here's the bad thing about it. I know the right route this is going to go because they won't fire Marvin Lewis midseason. And that is a problem because you, you do need to get rid of Marvin Lewis. But the problem is is that they won't do that. You know what they'll do? They'll go ahead and they'll fire somebody else first. They'll get rid of Ken Zampezi before all that happens. And if you know that name, that's a Dallas Cowboy son. So those that are in this area, in the Dallas area, know who this guy is. But let's be honest. I mean, I'm not sure who's calling the plays, if it's Zampidi or if he's getting input from Marvin Lewis. But whatever it is, it's not working. I mark that. They fired him. I, I didn't even know this. I This goes to show how much I – they fired Ernie Zampisi, or, uh, or Ken Zampisi, Ernie's son, after the 2-0 start. I knew this was going to happen, the way it worked. I, and I just saw the news. I didn't even realize it. I told you they were going to do something but get, to get rid of Marvin Lewis. So, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things. that it, It's pathetic. That whole organization is pathetic. They need a complete and utter turnaround on what's going on on that football field. Some interesting matches uh, matchups here on the couch with Tay, the sports show. The Arizona Cardinals and the Colts is going to end up being a good football game because guess what? They're both mediocre at best, pedestrian. Buffalo and Panthers, you know, I like the game. Bears and Bucks, Browns, Ravens, Vikings, Steelers, Patriots, Saints, Eagles, Chiefs, Titans, Jags, Packers, Atlanta, Dolphins, Chargers, Redskins, Rams, Jets, Raiders, 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, Cowboys in Denver, Lions at Giants. That's your lineup here this week after Week Number Two's debacle on Thursday night. I mean, if you, I'm, I'm telling you right now, a, a major change needed to happen there. An offensive coordinator, it, you know, he just he just was the sacrificial lamb for the. Cincinnati Bengals The sacrificial lamb Hey they still got to do it out on the football field They still got to complete the passes They still got to catch the ball And you're in week number two Of the NFL and you haven't scored one Touchdown you fire the offensive coordinator Tell me folks if that Isn't the craziest thing If you keep track of Bengals football I don't know Maybe it's me let's find out in case you didn't know, you have better call somebody. It is Cuervo on the Sunday morning. On that being said, good morning, my friend. What's up? Hey, Sonny. Good morning. How you doing? I'm awesome. Now I asked the question, and, and and I didn't even know they fired Zampini until literally three minutes ago. The offensive coordinator of the Bengals didn't even know. Just just happened to look it up. And so they get rid of him. I mean, and did they fire the wrong guy? I mean, I've been begging for this since 2009, February, when this show came on air. And when you came on, you knew I wanted the head coach of this football team gone. I mean, and they go ahead and they, I'll, I'll put it out there. They do a real piss poor job of firing the wrong guy.
2: Well, Sonny, I mean, I I think it's a lot easier to replace an offensive coordinator in week two of a, of a season than it is to replace a head coach. So that's that's why it went down the way it did. Now, if we're if this was Black Monday or if it was the last weekend of the season, then you know, I mean, we could see Marvin Lewis gone. But uh, the fact of the matter is, they're still they still have you know, 14 games to play, and it's a lot easier to find a new offensive coordinator than it is a head coach. So that's why I feel uh, the move was made the way it is now. With that said, it, it, it seems that the, the Bengals, now they've never had this problem before, so you can't say that this is an ongoing trend. However, if it continues throughout the season, I think we have to start looking at, hmm, Maybe Sonny Clark was right eight years ago when he called for Marvin Lewis's head. So uh, I think the common denominator is, you know, you, you try to re- replace coordinators within that organization, and you, you're getting the same results. So, well, if it's not the coordinators, then who else could it be? Well, obviously, you've got to start looking at the head coach.
1: No touchdowns. In two weeks, no touchdowns. You're Andy Dalton. And before you came on air, uh, when this guy was drafted, I was hoping the Cowboys would grab him. He's a TCU grad right down the street in Fort Worth. Okay, would have been a great backup, I mean, for for this football team. So when Tony Romo did go down, I thought he would be primed. But then again, that was four years ago, and a guy sitting like an Andy Dalton, I don't know. I I mean, he's done some good things, let's be honest. And they were going to go into the playoffs (laughs) – uh, last year with him playing well so what was the difference you're right that there was a change at the offensive coordinator position so what do you do about it you go ahead you get rid of Ken Zampezi those that are down here in this Dallas area know who Ken Zampezi is the son of Ernie so uh this is a guy who's known this is a guy that can get the job done I don't know if it's the players. I don't know if they didn't like the setup on, you know, the actual playbook or whatever the case may be. But the fact that Andy Dalton can't get A.J. Green the ball makes me kind of wonder what is, is yep. is it is it more the players or if it's the coach? Because regardless of whatever it is on the offensive side of the ball, some tells me that if you are Andy Dalton, you can get the ball into A.J. Green's hand. You've done it for the last three years. Yeah,
2: and, and that's what I was curious to know, too. I, and I even said that last week. How come A.J. Green only got so many targets? He only got so many catches. Like, A.J. Green is a Raven killer. And he had, I think, two or three catches in that game.
0: So, that,
2: you know, and, and then you look at the game Thursday night, same same thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, Houston's corners are not that great. And A.J. Not. Green would have no trouble. He would have no trouble. Putting up numbers against that those Texans corners, so the fact that AJ Green has been, you know, a non-factor so far for the Cincinnati Bengals is is mind-boggling. It is absolutely mind-boggling. I thought this guy was going to continue to have the career that he's had, and you know, just just have catches galore. That hasn't happened yet, Sonny. I don't. I don't know. Maybe yep. maybe it is the play calling. Maybe it is you know, the coordinator, that was the problem because, you know, in the past, hey, you know, AJ Green has been a guy that has been lighting people up. And for some reason so far this year, yeah, well, and he is, you're right. Um, For some reason though, this so far this year, it just hasn't happened. So kind of makes me, uh, you know, think that, okay, you know what, Maybe, maybe Cincinnati did make the right move in, getting rid of the offensive coordinator. so, But it, that still remains to be seen. Uh, we'll see how they look, you know, next week in the next game. And I, I don't know off the top of my head who they play. But whoever it is, I'm, I mean, I would hope by then they've got to figure it out and they can at least put something in the end zone, whether it's Jeremy Hill or A.J. Green, doesn't matter. Hell, Andy Dalton can sneak one in. It doesn't matter. As long as they can get a touchdown on the board, um, maybe that'll help get the Cincinnati Bengals team going.
1: You got it. Now, since you're going to be bailing in the 10 o'clock hour after an hour, what I want to do is I want to start the show off with the games that you want to definitely talk about this week, because I, I mean, I can go any route, uh, but I want to talk about the ones that you think are big and then I will carry on the rest of the show, Um, you know, with the rest of the games and things like that. So, I'm gonna put it in your hands, my man. What game do you want to go to first?
2: Well, I mean, obviously, there's 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 a couple of good games that I saw on the schedule. Uh, obviously, I can't go without talking to my Chicago Bears. Uh, I think the Andy Reid Bowl is going to be a good game, and last but not least, uh, this Viking Steelers game could. Uh, no, I won't take it that far. I was going to say Super Bowl preview, but I don't think the Vikings will make it. So.
3: Um,
2: you know, I, I mean, it's going to be a good it's going to be a good football game
1: regardless. Well, let's do that. Let's go to your Bears as they, you know, I I mean, I don't. It's not the fact, obviously. I'm a closet Bear fan. I've always have. I mean, I lived in the area, loved the Bears, and like what they did. But this is a game that's a real good test for the Chicago Bears. Now, remember, this was a football team that played. Somewhat good last week, Cuervo. Let's just say better than we thought that they would. Yes,
2: absolutely they did. And, and, you know, what I liked was that they showed no fear. They showed no fear against Atlanta. You know, they're the big, bad defending NFC champions. Okay, great. This is a whole new year, though. And, um, you know, they went in there and they, they, they battled with Atlanta. They made a couple of mistakes, which cost them the football game. But overall... You know, I was I was very uh, pleased with the way they the way they played.
1: Yeah, the Buccaneers, I mean, really reality this is a this. it's unfortunate because of what's going on down in Florida. Uh, only three, three practices in 15 days uh, because of Irma. So that is huge. Uh, many of the key starters didn't play in the final two preseason games as well. So that's something to keep track of. Um, And then, you know, they, they get the Chicago bears. It's going to be their first action really in reality in 22 days. So that is a huge thing too. So rest, or Russ, what do you think is going to end up happening here as far as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are concerned? As remember, they didn't play last week because of the uh, storm in that area. Yeah, what's going to be rough about a Tampa Bay
2: Buccaneer or a Miami Dolphin is your bye Definitely. week was week yep. one. Week one was the killer. killer, it's It's 16 straight games, Sonny. That's going to – I mean, that's – that's bad stink. That's, Yeah, for any football team. It's going to suck. So right now it doesn't suck because obviously they haven't played yet, but, um, you know, looking at this game though, um, you know, it's just, it's going to be, you know, good to see Tampa finally on the field, obviously.
0: With Definitely. everything That's
2: going on down there. But, um, you know, as far as the game itself though, um, you know, a lot of emotion. <laughs> I think that, uh, I think they I mean these two teams played last year and Tampa Bay had their way with the Bears uh down in Tampa. So um I honestly, Sonny, I don't expect a whole lot different. I think that uh Jameis Winston will not will not necessarily light it up, uh but I think when he does get the ball uh in the air, Mike Evans is gonna be guy the guy that really Makes an impact and makes a difference, and uh, I think defensively, um, you know, for Mike Glennon, obviously returning to Tampa uh, as the Bears' quarterback. Yep. I think I think it's going to be it's going to be trouble for him because obviously Tampa Bay knows his style. They know his. Uh, you know his.
1: Uh, they know what's coming their I guess
2: way. His, they, 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 he knows. They know his his. I guess uh, body language, they know – they kind of have a feeling that they know what he's going to do on a lot of plays. So, that's obviously advantage Buccaneers. And, um, you know, but I think the rust will be there at the start. I'd say probably mid-second quarter right after the half is when Tampa Bay really starts to get into a good rhythm and they start to take over this football game.
1: Hey, Cuervo, it started already, though, which really makes me angry. And this is one of the things I don't like about John Fox. Okay, it already started with this guy as he, quote, unquote, believes that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gained a strategic advantage because mostly of the film is considered vanilla because it was preseason. Well, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't care. You need to prepare for this game. Listen, this is not tough. You have only a few weapons on that football team that you've got to watch out for. Okay. So if you don't know that going in and you don't know how good these guys are going to be before they get into their week, number one, your week, number two, then something tells me there's something wrong with the coaching, which obviously I've been, I have not been a John Fox fan since this bears team went ahead and brought him on as the head coach. Um, I don't like that, but here's the problem. You know me and what's on the other side, Dirk Cotter. Dirk Cotter is a guy that cannot seem to get this team ready to go and win football games. And folks, all you got to do is just take a look at the history of this guy. Okay. Yeah. I've been beating up on him since he's been at ASU. Okay. So I'll beat up on him and continue to beat on him. You know, he did great in Boise state. Then he ruined my Sun Devils, ruined my Jaguars. Well, that wasn't very hard because they're not a very good football team in the first place. But they were at the time. They were. They made the AFC uh, championship game. So, you know, the, the Jaguars were a good football team. Then he went and messed up the Atlanta Falcons offense. And how the Jaguars thought that this was going to be the guy to get it done is the problem here. So when I look at week number one, I see a lot of things that are glaring right in front of me before they even hit the football field. I love me some Jameis Winston. I really like Mike Evans. As a matter of fact, I wish that guy was on a different football team. I think he'd do much, much better. But over the years, they're going to get a chance to build a rapport, that obviously being Jameis Winston and, and Evans. So they could be that one-two punch that we could be looking forward to for the next two or three years. I don't trust the guy who's leading the ship. I don't. And – you know, we talk about head coaches and their importance. In week number one for them, a coach has to be able to coach his team in order to get the win. And I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to be able to do that. So that's one of the scary things, because I like me some Jameis Winston. I like me some Mike Evans. And I actually even like the um, secondary of this football team, although it's been kind of beat up a little bit in in the press. But what I saw from the Chicago Bears last week is impressing me, and I'm going, I'm going to go completely on the other side on this one. I think the Bears, since they've already played a game, are the team with the advantage. I think the fact that they played well last week, a game that they shouldn't have even been in, Guervo, um, I, think, I think the Bears are going to win this. I'm going Chicago Bears, no Tampa Bay Bucks. What is your pick? I, I know it, but, you know, I, I, I and I'm not picking that because of, to be, you know, on the side of Cuervo, I think the Bears can beat this football team right now because of those things I talked about.
2: I mean, I think they can too, Sonny. I just don't believe it because <laughs> I just think, um, you know, offensively, I don't, I don't see Mike Lennon having the confidence going back to Tampa Bay and, and getting a win. Uh I don't, don't you see, see that as defense.
1: motivation though Cuervo?
2: You can look at it that way um i just don't I just don't believe that it could be a possibility a reality so got it um you know i, I don't know i just I just think the talent level's just not there yet um you know blown coverages and stuff like that's really got me worried as a Bears fan of, okay, do we, do we know what our assignments are? Do we know what we're doing? And that's, that's what I'm worried about with the Bears. is they don't, I don't think they really understand or they really have gotten it down yet as far as what the assignments are and, and
1: what the you coverage you think they found a diamond in the rough with, with uh, their rookie running back right there in Tariq Cohen?
2: I like him. I do. I like him a lot. And um, you know, I think I think that's a guy that can either make or break this football team, just because of how important a running game still is in this in this football league. So
1: without question, I I
2: think that uh, as long as they don't overutilize him, and because with a guy that small, Sonny, I mean,
1: he's take a pound he's on. more.
2: Yeah. And, and which could equal injury. So I'm not saying he's injury prone. I'm just saying he's more prone to getting injured. So, uh, you know, there, there's, there's obviously that, that factor too. So, um, you know, you can't try and get too fancy with him because there's going to be a guy just licking his chops, waiting to just destroy his little body. And, um, True. You know, that could be that could be, uh, you know, a crushing blow if he was to get injured. So, I mean, Jordan Howard needs to still be the guy. I mean, it, it's great to see what we saw from Cohen last week, but you still have to feed the horse and, that, and the horse is Jordan Howard.
1: Definitely. I, I agree with you. I like that. And Glennon, hey, 26 of forty two hundred thirteen yards against the Falcons. OK, he's also started 18 games for the Bucks before Jameis Winston got there. Uh, so he didn't play in 2015, uh, just attempted 11 passes last year. So the little rust. And I think they got the rust off him. I, I like what's going on there. I always kind of liked Glennon. I didn't like the money. That he got, obviously, there in Chicago, because I think you got to prove it a little bit in order to get that kind of money. That having been Mm -hmm. said, you know, if if they're not ready, if they're not ready for that backfield and what they did last uh, week, Cuervo, is they put that little rookie right in space. And boy, oh boy, was he good in open space. Um, so I think the combination that the uh, Bucks are not out on the football field in week number one really does come back to hurt them. But, you know, one of those things that I remember when I think about the Buccaneers is a team that likes to run the end around. And what I'm talking about, if you don't know what that quote is or what it is, that's when they bring the wide receiver to get the handoff. And Mike Evans' speed is really big. I expect to see that play a couple of times in the game, depending on the result of it is whether or not they'll go back to it. So that's one thing that I'm looking for with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's always been somewhat of a pretty good play for them uh, to go there. And then obviously going down deep to Evans, I think that's going to be a big one there uh, for the, Uh uh, for the game. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show here on the couch potato sports show. You have bucks. I have bears. And I feel good about the Bear pick. So we're going to go to the next one that you were talking about. And I, I like this game too. Minnesota at Pittsburgh is going to be a good one. Uh, question Sam Bradford, is he the real deal? He looks like the quarterback that we kind of expected him in year number two, three, four for the Rams. But guess what? We didn't get that from him. Okay. So that having been said, where he is at in his. Uh, I guess if you want to call transition or where he is in his progress, looking pretty good last year for the Minnesota Vikings. He came out last week and had a stellar game. However, this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a football team that knows how to win at Heinz Field. In fact, don't lose there a lot. In fact, kickers have a hell of a time, except for the kickers for the Steelers to win this game. So the Vikings 1 and 0, Steelers 1 and 0. Someone's going to be 500 Cuervo.
2: Yeah, someone is going to be 500 and um you know, it, it's it's going to be it's not going to be easy. This is going to be a very very tough game. This is going to be uh I think a really good defensive battle. Um kind of you know, it's one of those first to 20 wins type game. Uh I, I really feel like uh these two I, th- I think it's a good matchup really. When you look at I these two teams, they're they're pretty similar, you know. Um there are some advantages in is is in favor of the Steelers, but I think defensively uh, these two teams match up well against each other.
1: Um, I think they're the best so two in the. I think they're be- the best two in each of their conferences, Cuervo, um, in the AFC and the NFC. I think they're they're number one on both sides. Wow, that's a that's a
2: bold statement, Sonny. Because I mean, you're talking well, about name,
1: name one better in, in the AFC. I mean, I I I don't know. Maybe i maybe I'm wrong.
2: So you're saying that Pittsburgh is better than New England
1: right
3: now? On the
1: the defensive side of the ball, the best defense
3: uh, for the AFC and the
1: best defense for the NFC are these two teams right here. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. um, Hmm. I mean, you're going to have Seahawks fans argue against you. You know that.
0: So that's,
2: that's that's the one team I would say is probably you know right there with Minnesota or Minnesota is right there with them. So.
1: Uh, if they have the Dan AFC, Quinn, I'd be right there with them. If they had Dan Quinn uh, back as the defensive coordinator for that football team, I'd be right there with them.
2: So yeah, and as far as the AFC, man, and it, it sucked to see. It was heartbreaking, but. If Eric Berry never would have gotten injured, Good I, I would I would argue that the, the Kansas City Chiefs have the best defense. But without him, uh, you know, you, you go with the next best, and, yeah, the next best is the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. But I'll tell you I... what, Sonny, don't sleep on the Tennessee Titans. That defense is going to get better throughout the season.
1: Yeah, it's got to get better. I mean, obviously last week's uh, no, last week's effort shows that, but I'm I'm right there with you. I like the defense more than I like the offense, and the offense should be better. Um, so you know, we both took it on the nose last week with the Tennessee pick. But that having been said, there's there's still a really good football team. I'm just hoping I didn't fall for any hype. More so, I didn't fall for the hype for the Jaguars because of personnel. I looked at the personnel for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the potential of where they could be. That's where I made it. I didn't fall because of a lot of any uh, media hype or anything. That was my. I thought I was. I thought I was going to be the one in the minority on this. I really did. I had no thought that I would be. The, not the only person that thought that the Tennessee Titans could to win the NFC or the SC South. Oh, we both picked them. So I know, know we that's what I'm saying. Grace, I'm
0: surprised. So.
1: I, I, I really thought I was going to be the only one to do it. I, I really <laughs> did. So um, that was, uh, sorry, sorry, that was didn't, didn't
2: mean to steal your thunder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I thought, I thought I had something big going on, but uh, this one's going to be a good one. I mean, so uh, we're going to, we're going to have to find out whether or not the expectations of the seasons for both of these teams, uh, who's going to continue with the expectation. I see. The expectations for me for the Minnesota Vikings are not as much as the Steelers because of their quarterback situation, because they don't have Teddy Bridgewater in the lineup, and because they're dealing with the backup quarterback that will be a starter next year for a team that needs quarterbacks. Mark my words, Sam Bradford will be on a football team that needs a starting quarterback next year because he's going to have a halfway decent season. He's going to put up some pretty good numbers and it's going to be enough for a team to take a stab at him. And the question is, is how much will he get paid? That's going to be the big one. Now, last week, the Steelers, you know, they they took on a football team uh, that they got the victory over. Uh the Vikings went over New, uh, New Orleans last week. Um that told me something as well, even though, you know, if, if you want to call it the Adrian Peterson poll, you could go ahead and do so. But Minnesota Lamp, they had Minnesota had four hundred and seventy yards of total offense. Okay, last Sunday. Now, that tells me someone better stop somebody. But the difference between the Steelers and the Saints, the Steelers have a real or the the Steelers have a real defense. The Saints is a bad jigsaw puzzle put together. It's missing a corner. so And I mean a corner of the jigsaw puzzle and a cornerback, one of the two, both. So I look at that. Then Zimmer, by the way, I found out a little bit because I told you at the beginning of the year I was worried about Zimmer not being able to see. And and I meant that. I I, I was very worried about this guy not being able to see the field. Now, he has still problems, but he his vision is definitely improved. He's not going to depend upon what other people tell him. So that is a good thing, I think, in reality at, at, for this football team. Because if he was just going to depend upon what people were telling him on game day, that's a problem as a head coach. Because if you're the head coach, you've got to be able to see different things. So that's a good thing. So the fact that they get him back from quote-unquote injury – uh, that's a good thing. And I say injury because when, you're, when your head coach don't see, that's a bad injury. So I like what's going on in this game. Ben Roethlisberger, what does he always do? He just goes and wins football games in tough, tough games. This one's going to be a tough one there, Cuervo.
2: It is. It's going to be a tough one for both teams, Sonny. I mean, this is, like I said, it's going to, it's a very well evenly matched game. Um, you know, I think that, uh Again, it's, it's going to be a low-scoring game.
0: Uh, I think really so, too. What it's
2: going to come down to, though, it's going to come down to matchups. Uh, you know, when, when Pittsburgh has the ball, where, where's going to be the advantages as far as maybe – because maybe, uh, cause maybe I, don't, I don't know the extent of the injury to Xavier Rhodes, the cornerback. So if he's not in, then that's an advantage that I think the Steelers need to uh, take in the sense of, well, whoever's not covering Antonio Brown uh, or whoever isn't covering Antonio Brown, it's probably not their best corner. So, I mean, you might as well take advantage of that and do what you want with Antonio Brown. Uh, right. You know, and then, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, honestly, Sonny, I don't see him being much of a factor today. I mean, he I don't got 32 yards. He had 32 yards against the Cleveland Cleveland. Browns. Yep, I mean, that's, that's bad. And what that tells me, and it's the same situation with, in my opinion, and we can get into this either if I can jump back in sometime today, or maybe if we do a show tomorrow, but between Le'Veon Bell and Odell Beckham Jr., I think they're screwing their teams.
1: They both are screwing their teams right now because because they want
2: their money. They want their money.
1: So you think that's why Odell didn't go last week?
2: I think that's why Odell doesn't go tomorrow night on Monday Night Football.
1: High ankle sprains, one of the toughest, toughest injuries to get done with in the NFL. I'll tell you that right (laughs) now. Um, but
2: But yet he has the strength to go dancing at a nightclub, Sonny. Come on.
1: Well, you know, they, hold on, let's, be uh, well, real let's, let's be, let's be honest. Okay. Going dancing at a club and cutting on the football field. Those are two different things. I mean, yes. I mean, he, he's got a boot. and He could, you know, I, 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 and you know, me, I don't like Odell Beckham at all. I, as a matter of fact, can't stand the guy. I think he's a punk. Um, but the difference between dancing on a dance floor and cutting and making quick movements out on a football field I, for the ankle, I think there's a big, big difference. And the high ankle mm. range, I, I think there's a big one. Well, I might be wrong, but, but one of the things that scares me about this game, Cuervo, okay, is you mentioned it. A running back, Bell, no, hardly any yards. This is a football team. That went up against the Cleveland Browns And only totaled 290 yards in offense Roethlisberger threw for 263 and two touchdowns But most of the success was simply because the Browns You know, they played well I, I'm sorry to say it, they did So, you know, you know, and then guess what? You know, if it wasn't for Antonio Browns He caught 11 passes for 182 yards so you have a combination of a lot of things that are happening. This game scares me for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they, it scares me because I saw what they did last week. Now, should I put a lot of validity on week number one against the Cleveland Browns? Frankly, I say, yes, I'm not expect, I'm not expecting them to go off for 600 yards in total offense, but I expect more from them going up against Cleveland. I, I do. and, Why? Because Cleveland is the worst team in the NFL. They've got to be able to score, and they should be able to score big, and they should be able to get more yards. And here's another thing, Cuervo. This is a team that didn't even look at the clock, okay? They didn't hold on to the clock very much. So that scares me as well. So, you know, you you look at, you know, Le'Veon Bell, okay? You have to look at that and where he is at. If you're gonna if you're gonna win this game, you got to get Le'Veon Bell in there. So my question to you, Cuervo, if I'm the one that's seeing it, why can't the the Steelers see it, or do you think they'll finally see? We got to get that ball, and we got to get it out to Le'Veon Bell out in the not just running the football quick, but in third down, getting them out in space because. Hey, between you and me, that's what Brown, one of uh, our Bells, one of his biggest assets that he has as a running back.
2: Yeah, exactly, Sonny. So that's going to be a big thing. Yes. Uh, yes, it, it is going to be a good thing, a big thing. And obviously, I mean, it's just, it's, it's all about creating space for him. So that that's going to be the key factor is creating space for him. And um, I don't know, just just overall making uh, creating opportunities for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, that that's that's a talent that you just can't let go to waste, Sonny. I mean, Absolutely. I'm sorry, but I mean, you got to get him involved in the, the game. Best. Yeah, he's the best in the game right now, so you can't let that go to waste. I, I mean, you know, I I just wish these guys, Bell and Beckham, could be a little more mature and just say, Hey, look. You know what? Let's just talk money after the season, all right? Let me, give, let me give you one more season. Let me show you what I'm capable of. Let me show you what I can do. And yep. after that, let's talk numbers. Because in reality, if these guys give their teams one more good year, that that could equal even more money for them, an even yep. bigger contract than what they would have gotten this past year, if you really think about it.
3: Yep.
1: Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I don't. I'm gonna go ahead and, and I'm gonna go with the prediction on this. Week and one number that sticks in my mind: Steelers had 15 penalties for 144 yards last week. I'm, I, I'm, that you cannot have happen. Um, I think the Vikings are one of these dark horses in this league this year because uh Sam Bradford, if he becomes the quarterback that he should have three years ago as a starter for the Minnesota Vikings, like I said, this guy's Mm -hmm. going to be a starter on a different football team next year. And because they're going to keep Teddy Bridgewater, let's be honest. Um, So that having been said, I think this is a good mix. I think this is a good test. I'm, I, you know, a couple of things has me worried, not utilizing bell too many penalties. um, And the fact that they didn't show up against the Cleveland Browns last week, I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings in an upset.
2: Ooh, Sonny, that's a that's an interesting pick. Uh, I'm not saying that's wrong. That's a very interesting pick, though. And that game is in Pittsburgh. In if I'm Pittsburgh, not mistaken, dude. they're in
0: Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's
2: uh, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I can go against the Steelers at home, Sonny. That's that's, that's a, a tough, tough one. one.
1: I I listen. I wrestled with this one for a long time, um, and trying to find out what's going on, um. Frankly, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it out there. you ready for this one?: I think the Go Vikings ahead. are I think the Vikings are better without Adrian Peterson. I think they're a better.: oh, I've been saying team. that. I've been I, saying that, Sonny. I, they I, I'm on three your years bandwagon: when we about it. I am on your bandwagon. It, it, and I think last week's performance is the obviously reason why is that this was a football team that depended way too much on Adrian Peterson. And not only that, his inconsistent play from week to week to week. Look at the numbers. All you got to do, go over to that stat, uh, uh, go over to the pro football reference. Go look at his stats. Don't look at his overall stats because those are awesome. Go to his week to week stats and see what this guy does from week to week to week. He'll have 67 yards one week. 200 the next 60 40 and then another 200 this guy is, is consistent as nothing um and usually does it against bad football teams where he rocks up 245 yards so as great as adrian peterson is because i'm not dumb enough to say it i just don't think he's consistent enough and it was the best thing that the minnesota vikings could do by giving the time and getting the young guys in the game now because adrian peterson's not there yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, he's – but, you know, Sonny, I, I think Minnesota made a mistake by not trading him away three years ago, like I said. Oh, yeah.
1: We I were mean, talking about gotten. that. Yeah, and, and I remember that, you know, so vividly because you and I were both in agreement. You need value. They didn't get anything for Adrian Peterson, okay? They could have yeah. got some they let big, go. big-time – draft picks, whatever the case may be. His value t- uh, two and a half to three years ago was so high that they completely missed the boat on that. And who knows? They could have had a, and I know, I know it sounds stupid when I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it. They could have had an awesome offensive lineman uh, for Adrian Peterson, probably any offensive lineman at the time. No, And I their, off- that, and their offensive line is good right now.
2: And that would have been smart of them to do was go ahead and trade him away, get them, get them pieces. They could have gotten them, uh, uh, you know, like you said, an offensive line. They could have gotten them some guys on defense. I mean, they could have gotten probably, you know, a first rounder and a third rounder or something like that. You know, two good solid draft picks and they decided that he was worthy of another shot. And, well, that's the result you get.
1: So Let me ask you a question. There's an injury, a big-time injury to Steven uh, to it. Okay? He's out for the rest of the season with a bicep injury. This is a big loss for the Steelers on the defensive side of the ball, without question. When you got a defensive end that is getting in the backfield for you for the last two years, and now you don't have mm-hmm. them, now the pressure doesn't get there, and, and – uh, all you gotta do is take a look at the quarterback position. Sam Bradford's gonna have time to throw the football probably. That's another advantage. Vikings, is that enough for you to change your pick? <laughs> uh,
2: no. No, I'm still no. going with Pittsburgh just because okay. I think that uh they will they will get enough pressure on Sam Bradford if he plays to yep. uh you know, to rattle him. I mean, he'll turn into the old Sam Bradford. He'll look like the old Sam Bradford. And the Steelers will win the game. So, that's that's what I expect to see. I, I expect to see pressure on Bradford. Um, I expect to see, you know, not the same performance from the rookie Dalvin Cook, even though I'm kind of hoping he
1: has the same performance. Yes, I see what you're saying. But, mm-hmm.
2: but, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think really... You're gonna see, and we saw it kind of last week. But, um, you know, all the uh, all the attention that JJ Watt gets, guess what? Little brother, little brother's here now too. Yeah, so, I think This you. could be another coming out party for little brother TJ. So he had two sacks last week. He he can play. I'm telling you, sonny, he can play.
1: So It's, All right, it's so, going to be interesting to see how they use him. Absolutely. All right, now what was the other game you wanted to hit before you're out at the top of the hour?
2: Uh, well, the uh, – well, I don't know. If, I mean, we got into it for a second, but the Andy Reid Bowl, Chiefs and the Eagles.
1: Chiefs to Eagles, a very interesting game because it just depends. If you believe in the hype of what the Eagles were last week, which by the way – you know, that was a football team that did a good job. And I, you and I both picked the Eagles last week uh, as they, they had a team uh, against Washington Redskins. Now, how much do you believe in the Redskins compared to the Kansas City Chiefs? Those are two different football teams. This game's at Arrowhead. Um, so, like you said, the Andy Reid Bowl is right here. I, I'm, I you know, I, And I, I promised I'd say it each and every week during the football season. I was woo. I was wrong about Andy Reid. I thought that guy was washed up. Guess what? He's only turned around this Kansas City Chiefs team with Alex Smith. Okay, with Alex Smith. Okay, let me say that one more time. With Alex Smith at the quarterback position, and th- he's got this team playing well, they go in on Thursday night, beat the Super Bowl champions, um, which, by the way, uh, the Patriots looked like they were going to get off to a 14 nothing start before he didn't get that uh, touchdown uh, call back. Um, so I, I really I, – I didn't even watch that game. I had to watch the highlights of that game, and boy, do I wish. Uh, so I just hopped on, and I watched it on ESPN, watched the whole game. I'm going to tell you right now, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are better than I thought that they were going to be. At least they showed it in week number one, Cuervo.
2: Yeah, I mean, they showed it in week one, but I think, I think you you know, people already knew. If you didn't know, um, you're asked better call somebody. So the Kansas City Chiefs are the real deal, even though now well, they're very, very – hold,
1: well- on, hold on. Hold on. Before you finish that statement, they're not the real deal. They're as close as you can be to the real deal without one thing, Cuervo, uh, and you and I both know what you
2: Sonny, they should have beaten the Steelers in that playoff game last year. Should
1: have, would have, could have. Should have, would have, could have.
2: I get it. I get it. Let me tell you, sometimes it takes things like that to happen in order for a guy to wake up and say, damn, I need need to change what I do as, as a player or as a person or whatever the case may be. And I think with Alex Smith, I mean, right off the gate in the first game, I thought that was pretty evident. I mean, you're, you're talking about short-range, mid-range. He
1: even hit the long bomb a couple of times. He only hit that's two it. of them. But they, Andy Reid is the best at doing making your players do what they do best. He's not going to ask them to go outside their box. And that's exactly what happened last week against the Patriots.
2: But, I mean, here's the thing, though. You, exact. That's exactly what I'm saying, though. Against the Patriots – yeah, you, know, you would think. Well, I gotta get a little. I gotta be conservative. I'm gonna play to not lose. But no, they went into they went into Gillette Stadium. They went into Foxborough, and they had their mindset on pulling it off. And but just based on the way Alex Smith Smith was throwing that ball around. Oh, and by the way, he completed eighty percent. Number. Cra- hey, crazy
0: passes. number.
1: crazy number.
2: That told me everything I needed to see, at least for one game.
0: That one Alex game,
2: Smith is tired of being Mr. Conservative, Mr. Short Dump Off Pass Guy. He wants to be known as a quarterback that can get it done. And you know, at least at least for at least in Week One, I mean, he showed no fear against the Patriots, and he got the ball downfield. You know, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Over 350 yards. I mean, if I read that stat line to you without telling you who it is,
1: wouldn't have thought it was Alex Smith. About, yep. The
2: last guy you think about is Alex Smith.
1: I'm first, right there with
2: first, you. The, the obvious ones are, you know, you would think of Rodgers you would think of, uh, you know, Brady. Hell, you would think of Matthew Stafford even before you would think of Alex Smith. So, the fact that he put those numbers up, that, that tells me a lot about where the Chiefs are looking at themselves as a contender in the AFC.
1: Well, let me ask you a question, Cuervo. Is Alex Smith, you know, with what he's doing, is he doing it knowing that this guy might not be the uh, quarterback of this football team and he's going downfield because of necessity?
2: Do you mean he's uh he's at uh, he's auditioning for a new team? Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah. Think? I think he has to prove that he can throw the football downfield in order for other teams can take a look at him in order to go ahead and take the risk on grabbing Alex Smith so he's not the guy that everybody thinks that he is. So he's got to go downfield a little bit more. Um, and he's got to be able to make the effort. And I'm wondering if Andy Reid's helping him out with that because normally that's not a play call that he puts out there, Cuervo.
2: Yeah, well, I mean – but again, I mean that that's that's just the thing though. I mean, Andy Reid is very good at being at times unpredictable. And I think that's what you saw in that game is you know, Belichick's game plan was probably, you know, attack because they don't go they don't go very vertical very often. And now yep. that Jeremy Macklin is no longer a chief, they they definitely expected that. But you know what? They got the total opposite. So
1: Absolutely. So who are you gonna go in on this one? Before we gotta let you go at the top of the hour, my friend. Who 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 do you have in Chiefs uh, and Eagles?
2: So I messaged you this morning, Sonny, because you asked me to uh, get get my picks in whenever I um, have to sign off. <laughs> but uh, I'm going. I'm going with you did. the. You uh, I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. I just I just feel again like the defense is. It's one of the more elite defenses in the NFL. Uh, I expect, uh, you know, Carson Wentz to feel a little heat today. Yeah. Uh,
1: Good point.
2: You know, it, what I really, what I really think is going to happen as far as when the Chiefs have the ball is continue to use these these guys that they have.
0: These, you know,
2: and we could still, we could be seeing a new trend. In the NFL, Sonny, with, with what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing, I think yes. we have are seeing something new that is going to be brought into this league, and that is, you know, these these short, these little
0: fast, these fast guys, these little fast guys, bruisers, or the,
2: the tall possession receivers. I think it's it's going to come down to uh, speed again, and and with guys like Kareem Hunt, the, the rookie running back, Tyreek Hill. You know, these guys are gonna be I think the new uh you know, the new the new fad, if you wanna say in the yep. league. You got these little scatbacks that that you just can't you can't touch.
1: So it's hard to defend too.
2: Say what?
1: It's hard to defend as well. I mean th- those those scatbacks oh, are hard. killers.
2: You have, yeah. you have to have yep. speed to defend him. Can have and, all and, the size and
1: strength you want, but if you don't have the speed, forget it. Yep, so. Good stuff going on as we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to lose Cuervo here at the top of the hour unfortunately, but that having been said, of course the name of the show. Uh we're going to go on, we're going to actually go on Facebook Live. There's just no way for me to get Cuervo on Facebook Live um, at the same time. So that's why we're not on Facebook Live that way. I was told they I was told that I should maybe put it out there, maybe they don't want to listen to the Blog Talk Radio but they'll maybe see the video. We'll go ahead and we'll do that. We're gonna go ahead and step away, Cuervo. I will talk to you later. I got your picks. We're gonna go over the rest of them here. Uh, you have a good day at work. If I don't hear from you, my friend.
2: Yeah, same to you, Sonny. I will do everything in my power to jump back on. But if I can't for some reason, uh, you know, have a good rest of the show. Enjoy the games on Red Zone, and um, you know, go
0: there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, make sure your your phone gets the uh, red zone app so you know where you're going. So good stuff there, Aguervo. We'll catch you next time. I got your picks, and so we're gonna take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's getting near the top of the hour. We're gonna do the Facebook Live thing, so we'll do that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles Radio Broadcast. It always happens. That's 5 Star HVAC Contractors, serving RELF 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5 Star HVAC Contractors. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your at Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. In 1998, Scooters Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive-through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, Amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel jam. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive-thru so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee located in Rowlett. Selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with the Chadwick, Dot Chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks and a free uniform for 19.99. That's right, 19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chain Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychainlees.com. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney. Not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done? Residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified, licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price. And good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Mm.
0: As some of y'all have never been down south too much. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this. So, you stand
1: Not a great big fan of that defense. So my question is, is who's going to be there? Are the doubt Cowboys defense going to be stepping up? Here's what I'm going to say. Winning out pick against the Cowboys. And I have doubt. I have doubt because of who they played in week one. I have doubt because of that defense. I have doubt. Because it's Eli Manning And I think any team Is okay if you're going to play Eli Manning You got to worry about their defense And their defense did play well Only gave up 19 points Playing like You know you know, a Pop Warner quarterback So You look at that kind of thing That is huge Now help Melvin Gordon Again they're not the same running back But we got to see how that part goes Now Uh, Devontae Booker, uh, he resumed practice, Uh, he's uh, not going to be available this week, he's got a wrist fracture, so that hurt the running game for Denver, that's going to be a problem. Also, guard, he remains uh, concussed, Uh, he is questionable to play, i am not got an update on that, uh, whether or not he'll be there. Uh, Jared uh, Crick with a back injury, Zach Kerr with knee injury, both practice in limited session after missing Denver's opener. That would be good if you get one or both of those guys back. And then Darren Stewart, he missed some practice time with a groin injury. That is always a hard time. And I just got an update; I have to change my pick. My I just said Robert is out against Pittsburgh. I'm gonna change my pick. Yes. So my pick goes back. I'm going to go against the Vikings and I'm in Steelers. Thanks for the update there, Cuervo. He is my uh, co host who can't be on there as he has uh, been called in into work. So I make my pick, I go with Steelers. So now, other things to think about this game. As far as Cowboys, uh, Terrence Williams catches 68 yards in the opener. High ankle strength, questionable for today's game. Orlando Skandrick, who broke his left hand, he's out for the game. They say questionable. He's not going to be there. Um, Elliott is expected to play, you know, but the six-game suspension is not a problem for the rest of the year. So they can just, when anybody asks about it, they just got to go ahead and go away. Yes, thank you. Yes, I did change my pitch. So well, um, that having been said, uh I like what this game brings. But I guess I back when in doubt, don't pick the Cowboys. And I am in doubt about week or one their performance, they get a nice nineteen to three release. But come on, nineteen to three score more than that. Now, this game is in Denver. That's no. That is not on the Cowboys' side. I'm going Denver in this game. I just can't. I can't trust myself to pick the Dallas Cowboys. But where does quote is on the Dallas Cowboys? Now I got to find it on the list. There it is. All right, so I'm going to go Denver this week. You know, I you know, I like Trevor Simeon. I, I got to put it out there. I'm not a great big fan of of him, but I like what he's been able to do. And they're doing other things, so you know I, this is going to be a close game. And and, and I don't like Cowboy and Cl- cowboys and cowboys and claims. I just don't. And the fact that their defense, most of it was lost in the off season, that really really hurts. Uh, Jim O'Brien says, Moby one, my guy. He's the run the bar on game. It could be, but." the question will be is, is that will defense of the broncos hold up as they did last week against Mel Gordon i think they can do it so that that's something that i'm on so i'm watching that one so i got i have denver my co-host has a Cuervo has uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, good stuff there. Let's head on to the next game that is here on the Couch. We'll sports show on Sunday. That being said, with me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. Next one that's up on the books here. And my page, come back here, come back here. Yeah. Miami Dolphins. They take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Los Angeles, San Diego, the football team. Boy, I'm going to tell you right now, I've been reading about them not not being able to sell tickets up there in LA. That's the problem. You got two teams in LA and they didn't even have team forever over there. How's going to support That's going to be the question. But the Miami Dolphins just a little bit here. I, I like this game. I like this game because there are two teams that are not good and those are usually teams that have good games. The only difference is, is that the Chargers do have one under their belt, unlike the Miami Dolphins. They had their game you know, canceled, so they're they're going to go and do their thing in the buys. they do not going get any more buys. For them, so that one's going to be huge. Charge opened up with the Broncos that we just got talking about. Denver got the win fairly easy. But question down in Miami is not Hurricane Irma. I mean, that that's always going to be the question, okay? They also got another one headed that way, but they're on the road. So it's a good thing. So they keep their mind off of the whole what's going on at home. Even if it is for a few hours, they can do it. They lose that game, the Chargers, to the uh, Broncos, by the way, 1-7 to 24. So um, that's huge. Chargers were in that whole thing, which, by the way, it's the same thing with the Chargers, giving up, giving up the game in the fourth quarter. Can't do it. Unlike the Giants, who score in the fourth quarter and win football games, the Chargers are just the exact opposite. They give up the points. They give up the the couple of games. But that is huge. Broncos, you know, are a different football team though. So when you look at the things that are involved in this one, you got a lot of things as far as the dolphins are concerned, not being uh n f l t v that's the output it you get that one game underneath your belt, you're back to use you know getting close to used to n f l speed and I think it is a huge huge um advantage for San Diego. Because they want the Broncos, which are a good ball team. You can say whatever you want about a good ball team. Do you believe in how much do you love Jay Cutler? I mean, you know, I know I don't. Can you, can you love Jay Cutler? you are a Bears fan. I don't know. I, I, you know, Jay Cutler is the right player to be the quarterback for this football team. Without question. Ryan down for injury, if they had both of them, I'd start Jay Cutler. And because of the experience, and, you know, the problem a lot of people take with Jay Cutler is, it's real simple, is his attitude. I mean, his body language. It's horrible. But a different place to play with a different attitude, maybe. I don't know if we can get that from Jay Cutler or not. Hey, Art, good to see you. I appreciate uh, you dropping in. I think Jay Cutler is the right thing. Look at look at that football team now. And, and I, love, I love me a young man that has been on the practice squad, but he's going to get up there. And Brandon Dowdy might even end up in my indoor football league somewhere around there, Lyndon Dowdy. But he's not going to get that start when you have Jay Cutler there. So uh, the Chargers, you know, they stuck around that game against uh, uh, the Denver Broncos and get the victory. So now the Chargers now have to move forward to get the Dolphins who haven't played. So that, I, I think, just looking at it as a whole is going to be huge. Now, per $10 million deal when Tannehill went down, good thing, bad thing, it's irrelevant. A lot of people go, oh, the money is ridiculous. Guess what? It's irrelevant. Okay, money has nothing to do with it when your number one goes down. You've got to get Jay Cutler. It's not the bad thing to do. He's the best one out there as far as that is concerned. The guy has got an arm. The question is, will he find wide receivers in week number one? Jay Cutler could be great, or he could be horrible. Does have going for him is the rocket arm and a good running game. And Ajayi, I like this kid. 1,272 yards, eight touchdowns last year. I love the running game there. So, and the Chargers, they they are now under a 3-4 defense instead of a 4-3. And right now, they, and they got pushed around by the Chargers last week when they changed the defense. So, you know, film doesn't lie. And if Sonny's seen, and I'm blind as a bat, ask anybody. But if Sonny's seen that defense getting pushed around, the Dolphins seen it too, and they're going to attack it. I don't trust the I don't trust the Chargers, guys. Even at home, even with them having a, a game underneath their belt, I, and and I'm not a Jay Cutler fan. I was done with that last year, but I think Jay Cutler is the right guy right now. The front line of the Chargers has one starter from last year. That hurts. So. You look at it. And I just I just don't know how much that whole that team is going to be able to hold on. And I I'm not a big, uh, super fan, but that's gonna to get to the quarterback. He's gonna have Phillip Rivers running around. And even though they didn't play in week number one, I'm gonna go for the mild upset here. I think I think the upset I think the favorite would be Taking the chargers because of but i'm I'm going to go Miami, yes, they're going cross country, I think they got a lot to play for in week num- in their week number one so i i don't I just don't trust the chargers right now and, and I love Philip River. I think that guy should be on a different football team. I think he would be to be right into the Hall of Fame if he was on a different football team, but he wasn't. And I'm looking for Cuervo's pick on this one and see here. He in Miami as well. I wonder what his thinking was in that one. Because we don't get together. He just said, no, I haven't looked him up here, but I'm on Miami. Just mainly because I don't trust the Chargers. Now, hopefully they prove me wrong because I want the Chargers to be good. Not because they're in L.A. It's because they're the Chargers. And, you know, some of the history that the Chargers have, although they haven't really, really, really been successful. I, I like some of the players and some of the personnel that they had in the past in the 70s and 80s. So, I, you know, I'm kind of well, I, I like the old time. So, Vaughn, you know, the, the Vaughn Miller, you know, and the Broncos, they kept the rush down. So, we'll watch for that one. But I like Ajayi. I like what's going on. Jay Cutler, don't make me look bad. Don't – well, I look bad on this video thing anyway. But, I mean, as far as my picks are concerned, don't make me look bad because that makes uh, – yeah, I want to have a good week this week. Although people are already telling me, Sonny, you are lost. Um, next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we cover them all, the New York Jets. Oh, and one of the Raiders who go cross-country did a good win against Tennessee last week. I'm going to tell you right now, I thought Tennessee would win that fall game. Some key injuries that didn't really matter in that game. But the Jets, it's the Jets it, It's the Jets, man. I don't know. The Jets are horrible. The Jets are a bad football team. They have no quarterback. And, and you know I've been told Sonny, you're too politic. You just look at one position. That's not necessarily true. All you gotta do is look at the position at the quarterback and know who's gonna win the football game. Hey, Carr is the man and the guy gets money. And how about the Raiders doing the right thing in their offseason? Number one, they get their quarterback. They sign him. Yeah, they pay him some money. He's gonna be worth it. The wide receiver first. They sign their offensive lineman Jackson and extend out that contract and make sure he's he is protected, and then they still got their wide receivers. Now, last week, the right receivers not perform That have not even been said. They are at home, and it is the Jets. And I hate to say it, it's, you, you can pick the game just by who's playing, Certain teams, fortunately, Obi, your team is one of them in the Browns, and the Jets are just now a good football team. And I love their head coach. Came from Arizona. I love that guy. He should have took the Bills' job. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It was the biggest mistake of his career. Should have went to Buffalo. Would have had a great defense and been able to save that, save that franchise. And I think they'd have been in real good shape. But they didn't. So... Um, in this one, I you know, I think there needs to be a lot to be said about this game, just mainly because it's the Jets. I mean, and just say, Josh McCown, the quarterback, that right there should just scare the hell out of you. Just as the next game, who's the quarterback that we're up on board here as uh, the 49ers are at home or on the road to get on Seattle. I'm not a Seattle fan, and I think that this whole coaching staff problem there because they can't get control of their players i think their players are not you know really really thinking about football there are a lot of other issues that are on the football field there but this week it's not going to matter this week it's not going to matter because of who are playing brian hoyer is the starting quarterback i told him to fire their general manager as soon as they you know sign the contract with him. The 49ers, you know, and, and that's not a long road trip or anything, but it's a rival game. It is in a vision. It's going to be huge. And I, I expect it to be a good game, but I think at about midpoint of the fourth quarter, we're going to see Al just stretch their legs and be done with it. They have a chance to get into 500, which week two is the best week to get 500. So the 49ers trying to get the win uh, against Seattle. Last time they won it in Seattle was 2011. Seahawks win the season, 21 to season 15. It was sweet. Talk about a story franchise that, man, oh man, has just lost it because of the new ownership and because the new ownership don't know ball. Seattle's going to run all over these guys. And it doesn't even matter. The quarterback's not playing well. I, I I'm telling you right now, John should have been hired. I like Kyle Shanahan. I like the fact that they can maybe, but they got Brian Hoyer. Now they got the running game. Carlos Hyde, averaging five points a carry, you know, is the guy who was going to because because of when the realization that he didn't bring in the money got back into the football. we washing. Brian Hoyer threw for 193 yards against the uh, Panthers last week. Didn't throw that down. 217 yards. And you think it gets easier with the, the Seattle defense? No. Doesn't get easier. It gets worse. And it's going to get uglier, too. 74 yards, can't have that many. And, and Seattle will eat you up if you start going backwards. Russell Wilson didn't have a lot of time to throw the ball this week, but guess what? He's going to have all the time in the world this week. And now, it doesn't take a, a genius in football to realize that the 49ers don't have a chance in this game. And I've been trying to find something that, you know, see that that uh, the 49ers could look at and say they got a chance at. The only thing I can say is, is that when you look at Seattle and their offensive line, their consistency is there. But that means you got to be able to get to the quarterback in the first place. And I just don't think that you get that with the 49 When you think 49ers, you think mad, mad rush. Of course, you don't know a lot about the 49ers in reality. It's a, it's a football team that has taken you know, three steps, yeah, you know, three steps forward and ten steps back. That was the guy, and then it just backs up. China him was great, but guess what? All the stuff going there. So I don't. Know. It's 49ers. You don't have to be good. It's gonna be huge. A nice defenseman, uh, defenseman Umstead, as well as Buckner. They uh, they are talented, but young. I like the fact that they're young and they don't have experience. Give me, give me somebody who can catch the ball. baldwin's gonna be a big game here today. That one's gonna i I've looked, I look I look for Baldwin to get about hundred and sixty yards and two or three touchdowns in this one. So um let's see here. Seattle, uh Bennett already has uh two sacks all set and ready to go. He's gonna get to the quarterback back. He's gonna gonna be up in and- Against and he's just going to throw him around like a rat doll. So you know, I don't know. scout right around the defense is a little bit overhanded. Um, uh, through him, shoulder injury for Garden. I this on Wednesday, but you know he's going to play. Other than Foster on 49ers didn't uh, participate on Wednesday. Uh, was uh, Staley, a tackle. 33 years old, so you know he, it was not injury related, so he is going to be with the team and play uh, some kind of personal thing. So, but you know the 49ers don't have enough on the offensive side of the ball to get past the Seahawks and can't stand them. So the next game on board here on the Catching day the sporto. As all right, so we're going to go ahead and the video because I got in online on the couch in the video now you can go on over a little bit further down on my facebook page hit the click link for the game and uh sherman should not play in this you're right should rest the hammy i I agree with you uh so what we're gonna do hey carl good to see you we're gonna actually end the video and go back to our uh production because i got on the co-host he is back here i'm not sure for how long but we're gonna bring him back here thanks for giving us a watch i mean if if you like this kind of thing, I know I don't, but that hasn't been said, we're going to finish up on the video. We're going to go back right into uh, the regular show here on the couch, potato sports show. So let me hit that button right there. Move to here. Finish. a. I... see. I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I, how do we get this thing to work? God. Anyway, let me do this. Let me bring him in. Hey, Quervo, you there?
2: Sonny, I'm back.
1: He's back. How long you on for? There we go. Now I can hit finish. There we go. All right. All right. How so long I'll, you back?
2: I'll, I'll 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 stay with you hopefully for the
1: rest of the show. For the rest of the show. Okay, then um, let's take a step back then, as I don't know this this video thing is driving me nuts. There we go. I think I'm done. Yes. Ending video, let me hit one button, then I'll be right with you. You should leave the video, Cuervo. Sonny. You huh? You
2: leave the video going?
1: No, no, I don't because they can't hear you, and I'm just going to be sitting here doing nothing. So that's the problem. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so, so uh, Seattle and 49ers, I don't think this one's tough, Air Cuervo. No,
2: no, not at all. Uh, I'm going uh... – Seahawks
1: by, you know, a couple, maybe 10, 15 points. Got it. So, 10, 15 points for the Seahawks. I, I mean, there's not much to talk about. But I want to I want to jump back to the Miami uh, game and Chargers. We're both on the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, they didn't play last week. That's a disadvantage. But Jay Cutler, I think, is, a, is quite might be the reason why we're looking here. They got Jai, who ran the football very well last week. um, So they got that going for them. Why why are we not feeling very confident in the Chargers?
2: Well, I mean, I just don't think they have anything. They don't really have a lot going for them. I mean, there's a lot of holes that need to be filled with this football team. And the holes that they filled are – the uh, you know the ones that aren't they're minute compared to what they need to be filling. They need right. they need some better offensive line help. They need some better secondary help. But what do they do? They go out and they draft a wide receiver instead when they could have had a guy like Jamal Adams out of LSU. Yep. They could have had a guy like a uh, you know they could have traded up to get a Solomon Thomas or or you know somebody like that from Stanford where. You know, but instead they they go and they get the Clemson receiver, and there's nothing against that. I mean, he's phenomenal talent. Um, but the last time I checked, a, a wide receiver doesn't win you Super Bowls. They don't win you playoff games. So, really, I mean, their 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 scope was in the wrong place uh, as far as the holes that needed to be filled. I mean, you don't let a guy like Chance Warmack go. Yes. Um, or was it the, or was it the other offensive line? It was one of those Bama boys no, was, you're they right. had and they, and they just decided, you know, what, eh, we don't want him anymore. And they let him go. And, and you don't, you don't do that. And then not draft an offensive lineman. Like that to me, that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, Sonny. So it kind of reminds me of the trade with the uh, saints and the Seahawks
0: where, You know, Jimmy
2: Graham gets traded to the the Seahawks and Seattle gets rid of their best offensive lineman and Max Unger. Well, as you saw last week, how's that working out for them? Exactly. Good point. Running around like a chicken with his head cut off every snap. Like, Russell Wilson had about a second and a half to make a decision on where he was going to get the football uh, out to because that offensive line just was not protecting him at all And when you think about it In their good days They had the offensive linemen They had the all-pro guys They had yeah. the protection You know So it th- That goes to show you, Sonny That, that and, You know You and I both know this This isn't a secret This isn't You know Rocket science You have to have The big guys up front In order to be successful
1: Without question So You getting a call there? I thought I heard the
0: music
2: That is that is my ESPN update. Uh ah, let's see what
0: So what's the what update? Do I have.
2: Uh Ben Roethlisberger is the top 10 fantasy play today according to uh Matthew Barry of ESPN.
1: not going to lose any sleep over that. By the way, hey, yeah. let's jump back in what you were talking about. You remember Seattle when they were drafting offensive linemen? They Got Carpenter, who was very good, Okung, who was very good, and then the gentleman you were just speaking of. I mean, these, these are guys that protected their quarterback, and they, all three of those guys are gone. What, and where is the offensive line help? It's not there. But, it, it you know, you just got to remember who they're playing this week. I think that's also another problem. When we were talking about Seattle, their offensive line has really gone to hell in a handbasket fairly quickly as well. So that's another problem with Seattle, never mind the fact of the attitude, never mind the coaching and the players. So you, you, the talent on that offensive line, if you're not going to – listen, if you're not going to give your number one quarterback and a guy that is your franchise player and Russell Wilson time to throw the football, don't expect miracles. Don't expect, you know, big playoff wins in Super Bowl, uh, in Super Bowl uh, games. Uh, You've got to protect them. And if they don't start doing that, we're going to see Seattle maybe have supposedly a good defense, but they're not going to be doing anything offensively.
2: Well, they're not going to be doing a lot offensively. It's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, short passes. uh, You know, you're going to see a lot of trying to run the football uh, now that they have big boy Eddie Lacy. You're going to see, you know, dump off to Jimmy Graham, dump off to Doug Baldwin. They're really not going to be a vertical football team like you would would think they are. But, you know, Seattle's never really been vertical, Sonny, so it doesn't surprise me that they're – they're not going to try and do that at least I don't think they are um, they don't have the time to do that so they can't yeah. but but I, I just think that even the basics that they that they are good at as far as running the ball short passes like they can't even get that done because the offensive line is so bad that Russell Wilson is forced to make plays that he shouldn't be making whether it's scrambling or whether it's trying to force some that's how turnovers get created so really i mean seattle's going to be fine today but when you're talking about some of the better competition in the nfc i think i really think and and it makes me regret putting them in the nfc championship already it makes me regret putting them in there just but you know as far as facing elite nfc talent they're going to have a lot of trouble they're going to have a lot i agree
0: with it
1: I agree with you. Hop back up to the Tennessee Titans and Jags. We're both on the Tennessee Titans. You're not drinking the uh, the Jaguar Kool Aid too early, are you?
2: Not too early, but give it time, Sonny. Um, you know Tom Cawthon's going to have these guys back in the right direction.
1: I I I hope so. I I as a general manager, I don't know what he's doing, but that having been said, he. He's looking at the talent, trying to find out what's going that way. I hope for the uh, the Jaguars' sake, they are you know better and they can get better. That's going to be the huge. By the thing.
2: way, Sonny. By the way, Sonny, nice throwback Jaguars jersey. I see you rocking on the Facebook yeah. live video. Yeah, yeah, I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is a throwback. That's from like seven years ago. So yeah, it's uh, I love it and uh, still fits. It's amazing. <laughs> what player is it? I I did see me. the number what player It's me it's personalized on the oh, back okay. of, on the back of it it says Dub C Oh no actually <laughs> no mark that mark that It's it, on the back. what Where? I see. I can't turn around I can't see I can't remember I, I know I yeah this one this one has Dub C on it so um my other one has Heavy C on it and I have the white one the uh, road one as well so I got both, so I'm big you know, I, I I carry my Jaguar stuff with me, so there you go. And they're all the they're, they're the Nike jerseys, too.
2: Nice. That's very nice.
1: So yeah, a little bit of throwback going on there. So all right, so let's do this. Let's hit the game up here on the Couch for Sports Show as we are live as we come to our mall on Sunday morning. Uh, the Washington Redskins and the Rams. You know, I don't know. I you know, I love what on Jared Goff, are you a buyer or seller of Jared Goff's week number 1 performance or do you say hey even a blind dog has got to find a bone every once in a while as the Rams got their victory last week uh and we picked them as they played the Colts.
2: Yeah, no, I'm no, I'm not I'm not buying on uh Goff, but I'm not selling either. I, I'm more yeah. like you know what? The little stock that that I do have, or that is available, I'm not, I'm not going to touch it yet. I want to see if the value goes up or down. You know yep. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm not. Sold, I know exactly. But I'm you not buying in we'll on them do? either.
1: You want to see what week two, week three, week four holds for him before you make a decision on Jared Goff? As the, I mean, they did destroy the Colts secondary, forty six to nine. But who couldn't? And that's the huge thing. So the Rams, that you know, you're sitting there looking pretty. Uh, they take on a team that you know, the Washington Redskins. Neither one of us believed in last week. Um, you know, I, you don't have any love for him, but we also liked uh, Philly last week. Uh, different game this week, though. Kirk Cousins, I don't know. Is he all set and ready to go? I don't know. But Trent Williams, uh, the all-pro left tackle, this is what he has to say. He says going up against Sean for the first time can be nerve-wracking. And we all know that that whole situation is. That that one's huge uh, in this game as well.
2: Yeah, it is. it is, there 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 is going to be a lot of uh, you know, matchups to be looking Story. forward to, obviously, with you know, like you know, I'm curious. The Rams trade for Sammy Watkins. Is he going to play? Is he going to be a factor in this Rams offense, or did they just trade him to say, "Hey, look, we have a big name receiver now, and not use him."
1: Well, I thought he was injured i I'll take a look at that, see if he was injured um as uh let's see here um Sammy Watkins is injured, so we gotta find out why and what's going on so uh let's see here Sammy Watkins injury update what oh, it just went past There it is on Saturday. Watkins tweeted that he's ready to go there and ready to compete. On Sunday, but Adam Schefter reported And this thing needs to stop moving There we go Adam Schefter reported that he will not play So, there you go
2: Oh, yeah, I'm not confused at all
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, good point <laughs> So, is he
2: playing or is he not?
1: Uh, uh, yeah yeah. I, Well, let me ask you a question this is not from Chris Mortensen. So Mort says it happens. I believe Mort before, uh, before um, uh, Adam Schefter, although he's very, very well-respected, and I know he's there, and I get it. But the question, you know, is, is what's going to end up happening, uh, you know, as far as the injury report today. I can get more of it, but do you think it helps today?
2: If Watkins plays, I, of course it does.
1: Do you honestly think that Sammy Watkins is a guy you got to worry about? And the reason why I ask that, Cuervo, is I worry about a guy that you know who is mediocre on a bad football team. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I think you got to be that man. And Sammy Watkins was good, but I don't know if you can really call Sammy Watkins the man. No, No,
2: but but here is the thing: the thing about the. Thing about the Rams though, Sonny's, they need all the help they can get at the wide receiver position. You know I mean? Tavon Austin is a guy that, that the league knows about already. So it's not going to be a surprise. Um, you know, Watkins could definitely help last, you know, last week, the rookie Cooper cup had a very good game, but how often do you think that's going to happen this year? Now, if it happens again today, I mean, maybe, maybe they've got something there with this kid, but um, you know, a lot of guys showed up week one that you may never hear from again, and it happens all the time. So, uh, but as far as the Rams, do I think Sammy Watkins is a is guy that you should be scared of as a defensive coordinator? No. However, again, the Rams need all the help they can get at wide receiver that to help out Jared Goff and, and Todd Gurley for that matter, so that the the load is not on on him to, to carry. And so that way, you know, the Rams can get something going on offensively. You know, let's not be fooled here. 46 points is a lot of points, honey. but you're talking about, I think they had two pick sixes as well. So a lot of defense played into that last week uh, in, the, in that blowout. So um, don't be, yeah. Am I saying don't be fooled? Absolutely I am. That's exactly what I'm saying. Don't be fooled by A, How many points the Rams scored, and B, how good Jared Goff looked against an atrocious Indianapolis Colts defense.
1: Absolutely.
2: And today, he gets a a much tougher matchup, okay, where, you know, it's, you know, the the, the Redskins defense is the stronger half of their team, you know? Yep. So, that said, I mean – I mean, you're going to see a different Rams team. It's not going to be as productive. They're not going to score another 40. Um, It's going to be a totally different game than what they had
1: last week. Sammy Watkins, five targets. He got both of them 58 yards. So that, you know, it it just depends on how much love you got going on right there uh, as far as that's concerned. So uh, the Washington Redskins are a football team that, you know, I, I don't know if I believe in Kirk Cousins and, you know, You know, I I don't know. Last week was nothing that you can sit there and say, listen, if you if you're going to be the man, you got to win games and and go with it. I, I wasn't impressed with with Kirk Cousins last week. I don't know. Were you?
2: Was I impressed with Kirk Cousins? Is
1: that what you said? Yeah, I mean, in the loss against, uh, it's okay to lose, Squarevo. I'm all right with that. Um, you know, sometimes I look at the way they lose before I make a decision. They did lose against Philly, um, and but I don't think Kirk Cousins was anything wonderful to. To say, listen, this guy is going to be a superstar. Right now, he's getting paid a lot of money, but you know, in week number one, he surely didn't show that the Washington Redskins need to definitely have this guy for their. Well, I mean, it's 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 one of those.
2: Sacked four times.
1: Yeah, he was sacked four times, and when he did, and when he did have time to play, he. I mean, you know, when he did have time to throw the football. It's 23 of 40. I mean, you know, that's just over 50%. I mean, I think you need more. I think you need to be more accurate. Uh, the Ram, you, you, So, the Rams defense, you know, they dominated the Colts, but it was the Colts. So, you know... Are they pretend? You look at both of these teams. Are they pretenders, contenders, and neither one of them strikes me to being the contender. Um, you know, it just depends if you're going to get on the hype train and decide that Jared Goff is the next best thing to come, you know, come around since I, I don't know uh, what the Philly quarterback. Uh, um, uh, his name slipped my Carson mind. Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz. I mean, will he do what Carson Wentz did for the first six weeks of the season last year, or will he go ahead and come down to earth, get that, you know, I uh, you know, hate to say it on Sunday, to come to Jesus of what the NFL is all about?
2: Uh, when it comes to golf, I think I think there's there's a more, you know, realistic, um, you know, possibility that that the reality is going to hit him in the face because he just doesn't have the talent around him. You know, Todd Gurley is good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from Todd Gurley. After that, though, like, it's, you know, it's like we just said. Like, who really scares you on this Rams offense? Nobody. Sammy Watkins is the guy that's always hurt. Tavon Austin is a guy that, that teams have already figured out. Okay? Cooper Cup again, he's a rookie. Played one game in his career. Had a great game. But um, those guys, you know, you get one hit wonders around the league all the time. So, I
1: mean,
2: well, he did throw the eight
1: wide receivers last week.
2: Sonny, it was the Colts.
0: <laughs> I could
2: have thrown to eight different receivers against the Colts.
1: Good point. So, Good point.
2: You know, I'm telling you, it's it's going to be a totally different
1: game for Jared Goff. I think it's going to be a shock for him today yeah i i think off i mean i think he's gonna have to play like he did last week um 63 yards on 33 carries though you know 1.9 yards less than two yards they're gonna have to do something about that um so you know i don't know i i look at this game i i think i'm gonna have to go and, and pick the redskins I think that I think it might be a thing. They're gonna come down to earth again. Um it, this game. But this game is at home and Washington has a long airplane ride. I don't know if that means anything or not anymore. I I mean, but you know, I, I just I, I I look at this whole game and I, I love the fact that they got a couple of good stories going on in it as well. Um so I, but I, I think I'm going to go with the Redskins in this one. I don't think Jared Goff is ready for prime time. I don't think he's ready for a better defense, and that's what he's going to get, honestly. So he's got the Redskins defense in his face. I think they're going to make him. They're going to make him work for whatever he gets. I guess you can say.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going on the other side, Sonny. I'm going to I'm going to go with the Rams, but I think it's going to be an extremely close game. In uh, the but and why I'm going with the Rams is just simply because I don't think Washington's going to be able to move the ball offensively. And I think the, the, the defense of the Rams is going to create some turnovers. Uh, you probably get about one or two interceptions from Cousins, and it'll be in critical. It might one of them might be in a critical situation. So I think it could cost the Redskins the football game. It's just it's evident that. Right now, the Skins have nobody Don't give me well, little prior. Is it, Terrell Pryor Terrell is, Pryor is
3: not a good receiver
2: sorry,
3: he's, not.
1: he's not Thank you very much so, I'm glad I'm not the only one that can say that He's adequate He's not good, he's adequate And there's a big difference
2: Yeah, well, mediocre Whatever word you want to use He's just not a good receiver So, But at the same time That's their only receiver and that's and that's the problem. Is he's their only guy? Jordan Reed is in and out of the lineup. I didn't see him last week, so
1: why
0: oh. he didn't
1: have ten? Oh, I'm ten sorry. I'm, I have
2: I'm, no
0: idea.
1: I'm sorry, my my man. I don't I don't mean to interrupt, but um, I I got somebody on the telephone line, so I gotta go down to the eyes and go to intro and hit this button right there.
0: It's the good old boy. All Harvey. Right, all right, all right. No What's going on, What's on guys? Going, my oh oh man, just trying to I survive, wrong, man. I understand
1: you. You actually survived me on video in the morning. That that's scary enough. Good job.
3: Oh, thank you. That's easier than actually calling in. So that it was actually it was pretty cool to do that. But I've got a little baby that's rolling everywhere. He's crawling everywhere, and my wife. His left me to do all the heavy lifting today. One of our friends, right, uh, Dad's <laughs> passed away, so I'm I'm in babysitter mode.
1: Oh, send blessings to your wife, my friend. I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, but since I got you going Thanks. on here, let, let's get your picks there. Who did you have Thursday night?
3: Oh, um, I had Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, I did too, and I missed them. So, all right. So let's go Arizona Colts. Let's get your quick take on. That.
3: God, I can't. I can't imagine picking anybody uh, other than in this game. The Colts are bad, man. But they they may win. But I mean, this is like a no offense, honey. I know you know the NFL is a little different than indoor football. But they're, I mean, there's some indoor football rosters with better teams than the Colts.
1: Some the of them are. Good and, and and they're they're better and, smart, and they're quicker and faster. They should probably think about grabbing grabbing up a few of them. <laughs> Panthers, Buffalo.
3: I'm gonna go with the Panthers in a close game. I I think Carolina's gonna have a good season, but they just they have to run the ball. They have to play defense, and Cam Newton needs to get in the rhythm. So I think Carolina by four.
2: Bears, Bucks.
3: Um, going with the Bucks in this game. They haven't played Why, yet, in so they'll one. be they'll be hungry. So.
1: Hungry. All right, very good. Ravens, Browns.
3: No, uh, Ravens.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have insulted your intelligence, there. Vikings, Steelers.
3: <laughs> uh, I gotta go with the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger.
1: I had to change mine because Sam Bradford is not playing. I actually initially had Vikings, uh, but he is not playing today. Uh, here's an interesting one: New England Patriots and Saints. Who you got?
3: Wow, that is interesting, and here's the deal. Are the Patriots as bad as they showed at home the other night, or is Kansas City that good, or is the Saints? They're pretty damn bad, so yeah. the Saints are 0-3 like the last three years to start the season. I'm going to go with the Patriots in a close one, but I want to pull the trigger on the Saints, but I just can't.
1: I can't. I, there's nothing to get you over the boat on that one, and then you get Billichek gets 10 days to go against you. That's not good. Eagles, Chiefs, we are both on the Chiefs.
3: Yeah, I think the Eagles have a shot if it wasn't in arrowhead, head. So I think Chiefs in a close game, maybe a field goal, three- or four-point game, but they get it done.
1: Got it. And uh, Jags in uh, Tennessee.
3: I like Tennessee to bounce back. I think that division's so bad, damn, it's the worst division I've ever seen in football, but I think Tennessee gets a win.
1: I think you're right. Miami at the Chargers.
3: I'm going to go Miami in an upset in this one.
1: Well, both of us are going Miami in this one. I'm right there with you. Here. Interesting one we uh Seattle and the forty ers Um it's not interesting, but um I think that could it could be interesting because of some tempers
3: flaring. Yeah, and, and Carolina just dominated them last weekend in San Fran. Seattle's gonna do the same. I think you're looking like a twenty three to nothing game, twenty three to three, something like that. Seattle covers.
1: And Denver and Cowboys, this one's an interesting one. I love this one.
3: I like Denver at home. Early in the season, I think their defense will be a little ahead of the Cowboys offense. So, I like Denver. I don't think Denver's a better team. I just think Week 2 and Denver, I think they are. just And
1: the game we were just talking about, Redskins-Rams.
3: I like the Redskins in this one. I'm not buying into the Rams' hype. I don't know if you two are, but I'm not buying into the Rams' hype.
1: I'm not buying into it. I don't think Cuervo is buying into it either. I just, I think oh, hey, Cuervo. What? Why? Why is the Rams again? Let them know.
0: Yeah, so I'm just
2: buying into the Rams type, but I am buying into them winning today. I just think Washington doesn't have anybody uh, offensively that is a threat that can help move the football. Um, you know, I mean, Jordan Reed is their only hope, and that guy's in and out of the lineup so much that. You don't even know if he's on the team anymore or not. So uh, that's why I'm, I'm sticking with the Rams. Um, I guess you could say by default, but more in the fact that I just don't think the Redskins are very good offensively.
1: Understand. Next game up on board. We got two to go and we got 30 minutes. We got plenty of time as the game. I, I think this might be the game of the week. The Packers at Atlanta. I mean, so when you're looking at this game, there are a lot of intangibles in it, but it's still a good game. Both of them are one and O. The Packers, you know, took an eight-win game, uh, uh, eight-winning game streak against Atlanta last year and got that in. Got beat there. So um, the Falcons, they had that 24-point lead in the Super Bowl. We didn't see it affect them too much it did affect them though Cuervo uh just like you said it, but they were still able to get the victory last week and they
0: did
2: Sonny and you know I mean when when it comes to this I mean obviously there's nothing better than seeing a rematch of the NFC championship or any championship game from from recent you know times so um you know I, I mean both teams won last week um you know, I really look. I really look to see, um, as far as whether Green Bay is more about revenge or, or are they just more about, hey, we just need this win tonight, and we're just moving on from whatever happened last year. I, I think, based on if I if I know the personalities of the Green Bay Packers, they've got revenge on their
0: mind. And well, really, it's quite interesting know, you say that because to do it, McCarthy
1: but, came out. McCarthy came out and said, if you're thinking about last year and talking about last year, you're wasting your time and energy. Uh, He says, to get to the point where you're playing in January and the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl, you've got to focus in on what's going on today. That's really what we're thinking about. And I don't believe him, Cuervo. Well, just the fact
2: that he made that statement, I don't believe it either. Um, That's
1: why. I mean, Tarvin, I I mean – yeah, Tarvin, do you? I mean, is that something that you think about? I mean, going into what's going on here now.
3: What revenge?
1: Yeah, do you think it's a, you think it's an it, actual thing here?
3: Yeah, it's human nature. I mean, that's human yep. nature. If you're any kind of competitor, I don't care. It over that kind of revenge overrides most of your rational thoughts, and I think if you're playing with revenge on your mind, you've got a better shot to win on the road. Uh, but, that being said, the name of your show, Atlanta playing in a new stadium, it's amazing. Nye, oh, Green it's Bay. beautiful. Green Bay is still Green Bay on defense. Let's not forget about it.
1: Now, they played well on defense last week, but I'm right there with you, Tarvin, you, you know. You know, week number one. Week number one compared to week number two. Those are two different things. When you're talking about the NFL, they did play Seattle. Um, I picked the pay. I, I picked Green Bay last week. Uh, Cuervo picked the uh, Seahawks. Another big game. Um, I don't think. You know, when I look at this whole thing. This is that big-time game where they start depending on Aaron Rodgers to be the guy, Cuervo, and sometimes I think they just do that way too much. This is one where they're going to have to because of just the atmosphere of what's going down in Atlanta. By the way, did you see that round-the-top uh, screen on the top of that building? That's magnificent, by the way.
3: Yeah, and, and, and you talk about revenge. Matt Ryan wants a damn revenge on on the way they lost that game last year. And this guy looks more focused. And I know it's one game, but the Falcons look more focused. I don't think it'll last, but it'll be enough. The Falcons are going to win and get everybody back on their bandwagon, and then they're going to fall off that wagon real quick. They never don't they? Yeah, this is Atlanta still, the the worst city of sports. So, I mean, here's the deal. They're going to choke. They're not going to win. We know that living in Atlanta. Nobody's going to ever win a damn championship unless it's the Atlanta, what, Storm or something, the basketball team, the WNBA, yeah. uh-huh. when they had uh-huh. that. I mean, it's just terrible, man. The Braves suck. The, but, but but even if the Braves made a World Series, they'll choke it away just like the Falcons up, what was it, 31-3 to 3 in the damn Super Bowl and choke it away. That's, yep, that's what Atlanta does. It. And these fans, here's the difference. And in Green Bay, they would hang somebody over that shit. In Atlanta, they didn't even mention it the next day in the news. They don't even talk about it. It's like they ignore it. Yeah, they
1: they ignore the negative, and that is one thing that when you are doing sports and you're talking, this is reason why in reality uh, Tarvin's re- reason why we don't do live interviews with current players um, because it's just a it's such a kiss butt thing going on, and I hate it. I want to talk to I want when I talk to guests, I want them to be retired. I want them to tell me another team stinks, and it actually they stink, and I want to hear it from the people who play the game, and and that's why I like that. But you know, live interviews with live people doing you know current, I'm not interested in, and that and that's why. But th- this game right here, there's just a lot of intangibles on it, and parts of me wants to uh, pick Green Bay because that you know you know just the way you know the revenge factor works but i don't like the way they came out and uh, uh stated fairly you know quickly and earning okay that they're going to go out they're they're not thinking about it at all i can't stand that kind of answer it's dishonest and when i hear things like that it tells me that's burning a hole in their butt and they don't like it and I don't think the Green Bay Packers are a football team that knows how to come back. I don't think they're a team that knows how to do revenge. And that's what I look at when I look at this game.
3: I know is going to pick. He's going to pick the Falcons because he hates the Packers.
1: Well, I you know we lost Squarevo and I'm gonna find out who he picked because I got his picks in front of me um, because he wasn't sure if he was gonna be able to stay on. Um, let's see here. He has you know what he did. <laughs> he did pick Atlanta. Um, I'm you know I, I yeah I'm so torn in this game. I, I I've been trying to pull the trigger on on uh, Aaron Rodgers in this game. Uh, The whole morning, I've been trying to convince myself to do it. I I think what's going to be the difference in this one is going to be Julio Jones. Julio Jones is going to light up the secondary, and I think Atlanta is going to roll all over him. I've been trying, like the Dickens, to to pick um, Green Bay, but I just can't do it. Who do you got?
3: I got Atlanta in this one.
1: You got Atlanta in this one? And let's find yeah. out since he is back online. Let's bring him back in Cuervo. Who do you got in Atlanta and Green Bay? We know you have their guts, um, that being the Green Bay Packers, but I think Julio Jones is gonna rip up that secondary.
0: Yeah, I,
2: I do too, Sonny. I, I, I really like the Falcons in this game. Um I just think it's it's one of those uh where on even though even though the Falcons won last week, guys, I don't think Atlanta's really satisfied with how they won that game. I really feel like maybe they should have won more convincingly against the Bears. Yes. I and, get you. Um, you know, so with that said, I think they're really going to come out tonight uh, you know, on Sunday Night Football Primetime, national television and they're really going to come out and 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 put it on the Green Bay Packers. And I don't know if that's the Bear fan and me talking, but I really think that Atlanta's not really satisfied with how close that game was last week. So I really like Atlanta, uh, and and I like them. I think it's like a, a four or five, the, the, the line. Three. Uh, I, three. I, I expect a, it's three. I, I definitely expect the Falcons to cover that.
1: I think, I think I'm think i right there with you. I think this is the game where Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to bring him from behind. That's going to be the big thing, uh, because what's going to end up happening is Julio Jones is going to be all over the place. He's going to have three touchdowns. That secondary is not good. Um, they played well last week, but they're just not that good. That's, that's a Sonny Clark opinion. Last game up on board is Monday Night Football. Detroit Lions and the New York Giants. And I'm sorry last week's performance against the Dallas Cowboys out of all the games you've got to show up for, if you're the Giants, it's Cowboys, Cowboys, Giants. You got to be there. A couple of reasons why number one, it's the storied rivalry. Number two, it's a division game. Number three, you've got to be able to put it to the so-called big uh, guns that the Dallas Cowboys are bringing to you. And, no parts all three parts of the game offense defense special team was just about as ugly as i am um uh, when they took on the dallas cowboys last week and that was horrible and we got the eli manning that i think is eli manning the real eli manning who can't get the job done there cuervo
2: yeah and then i mean yeah i mean i can only use the whole oh you know Odell Beckham was out excuse so much, yeah. But the Giants scored. I think it was wasn't it three points? They finished with six. If I six points, okay, a whopping six points.
1: Yep. I it's mean, sad. You still
2: you still have Brandon Marshall. Okay, you still have Evan Ingram, the the rookie tight end, who, who's going to be good. Okay, you still have. Uh, you know, Jane Vereen at running back or whoever else is at running back for the, for the Giants. There's no reason why you can only put up six points. None. So you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that Dallas's defense is so good that with Brandon Marshall, Ingram, and a backfield of, of rotating guys, they only let, the Giants get six points on the board. Oh,
1: mark that. Yeah, they I, they only I, did a three. You're right, Cuervo. I'm I'm mistaken. I was going off my I should never do that. I went off my brain. Um instead of looking at it. Yes, they only got three on the board. Yeah, so three points. One field goal is all they got. Do
2: you mean to tell that. me Odell you might as well give Odell Beckham the MVP right now? Don't even who cares if he plays this season. Like just get and just hand him the
1: MVP. That that's basically what what we're saying here. And and that's the and that's the problem. Okay. Odell Beckham with as much as talent as I got. Remember I thought he'd win the MVP. He's gotta get in there in order for that to happen. And and I I said it, you know, he'll make uh, he'll make Eli Manning look ten times better than he really is. And the fact that he isn't in the lineup and you do have Brandon Marshall and you cannot get the ball to anybody, I'm telling you right now, that game last, night, last week was pathetic, and it's something that if they don't figure out what's going to happen for, you know, for this season, this season can get away from them very, very quickly because even though it is the NFC West and usually the team that makes the playoffs 9-7 and seven at best 10-6, and six, you can't go 0-2 in this division against teams within your division. Um, so th- that loss last week is huge. Now, you get a different, you get a different mindset this week. You, you get a Lions team that you have to fight for a wild card because let's be honest, if the Giants are going to make the playoffs, it's not because they're going to win the division. They're going to have to go up against football teams that are going to be a wild card team. And the Lions, in my opinion, are that team. Look what they hey, listen, the Lions won last week. I did not expect that last week, um, as far as the lions were concerned. I was really shocked uh, that the Lions played as well as they did against Arizona. You picked them. I picked Arizona and Matthew Stafford again, fourth quarter. This guy is money in the bank, and everybody should be happy that all the money was spent on your number one quarterback in Detroit, and you got to be happy and glad you have him. Yeah, I mean, they,
2: they did lock him up. So, I mean, you know, now – now, and I don't see Matthew Stafford being the type of guy to just take the money and, and, and run in, in the sense of – run in the sense of like, okay, I'm not going to perform like I have been. I think he's going to continue to, you know, play for his work. So to speak, and yep. um, you know, and like I and like I said before, honestly, uh, a lot of Lions fans don't want to hear it. A lot of football fans don't want to hear it. But I think the best thing that happened to Matthew Stafford was Calvin Johnson retiring.
1: I really do feel that. 100% agree way. with you.
0: So, you know,
2: now now he can share the love of the football around to everybody instead of just yep. you know being a Keyshawn Johnson saying give me the damn ball he can he can spread it out I still and I mean I'm going to say it until I start seeing it Sonny I still want to see him throw to Ebron and his tight ends a little bit more other oh, than me that too. I mean the Lions are, are offensively they're an oiled machine well oiled machine and it's going to be hard to stop them so uh, Matthew know, Stafford thing. had
1: a quarterback rating of 113.1 last week Cuervo I mean, it, and, and and that that is so huge when you think about the talent that this guy has had with 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 uh, you know Calvin Johnson. I mean, you're looking at the numbers, and, and I and I'm pulling up the numbers as we speak on Matthew Stafford because there's a number that I think I'm right on, and it is quarterback rating. Um, last year compared to the year before that. So here's the uh the quarterback rating. All right, get there, Squarevo. He he completed seventy percent of his passes last year. The year before that with Calvin Johnson sixty five. The year before that sixty seven. Year before that sixty and he dropped down in two thousand and thirteen to fifty eight percent. You got a quarterback completing seventy percent of his passes. That is not just MVP numbers, that's Hall of Fame numbers. I mean, so if he continually does that, um, I think the chances of winning football games become better because he's finding the open man instead of staring one down. And we know that's what happened when Calvin Johnson was out on the football field.
2: Right. And, you know, now, I mean, now they, uh, like I said, I mean, it really frees. Matthew Stafford to kind of spread the ball how he wants to. And, and, you know, it's, it's got me in, you know, what I'm thinking about now too, Sonny, is since we're on the subject of money, you know, with, with Stafford and Johnson, I really think had Johnson not retired, the the Lions would have a tough decision to make. Let's think about this for a second. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, what do we do here? Do we keep Calvin and let Matthew Stafford walk, or do we let Stafford uh, stay, and do we let Calvin Johnson walk? I think it's a pretty easy answer, but I don't, run, I don't run an NFL franchise, so I don't know what they think, and I don't know what the answer would have been, but I think it really would have put the Lions in, in a really um, tight situation to where they had to make that tough choice of, do we let our star receiver go, or do we let our star – quarterback go
3: yep
1: and that and that one it is a tough on that case it's tough because you weren't getting the Matthew Stafford that we've seen I mean I he had a great a great season last year and you when you're looking at the numbers you know you when you get that much improvement from a guy not only that how to win football games now as much as I'm not a great big fan of that head coach up there and we all know who I'm talking about. Um the fourth quarter uh, uh spectacular things that they're doing is only going to put them in a position to make the playoffs and I have the Lions in the playoffs this year because of that. And, and last week they just proved it again. They know how to win in the fourth quarter that and and that is because of a gain of trust with your quarterback. Now, in this game when you got the, when you're playing the Giants, listen how we're all over how much love that we have for this football team, and it's not the fact that I just really hate Eli Manning, and I do because I will give credit when it's due. Okay, when they play well, they play well. When Eli Manning goes off, the guy knows how to go off. Kind of reminds me about the consistency I was talking about with Adrian Peterson compared to what it is. This guy Rope them off for about two or three games And then die out for two or three games And that's not what you need at the quarterback position Especially in New York When you're up against the teams Within your own division That being the Dallas Cowboys Philadelphia, if they get on the streak, watch out And Kirk Cousins, if he becomes the quarterback They expect him to So, this whole division Is dependent on wins And last week, the Giants You gotta get that victory at home You know so now you got to go on and uh, play the Dallas Cowboys later on the year in uh, uh, at home, and you better get that victory, or that's going to be a problem for them. Yeah, if
2: they don't if they don't win that game that rematch against Dallas at home, then uh, I think I think that you know that really is going to say a lot about. Now I don't know, remember exactly which week that game is going to happen. But if it's soon, I think it can either make or break their season. Just something as small as that. Yeah.
1: And, and, and plus if if you're the giants, okay. You, you got to look at yourself. It, it, you got a long look in the mirror. Uh, I, and It's not the fact that you lost that game. Listen, you can lose against the Dallas Cowboys. It's absolutely fine. The problem is, is how you lose the game. And you know, you can you can have teams that are good football teams and lose to good football teams. Okay, good football teams lose to good football teams all the time. The problem is is that that performance was so pathetic that you got to worry about the rest of the season if you're a giant fan. And the reason why you got to worry about it, and I'm going to give you the numbers because they they have got um, let's see here, Giants, Giants, Giants. Where's it at? I doggone it! I just had. Um there's Jets. Where's the yeah. Well oh there it is. Right. There. All right. So the New York Giants. I'm pulling up their schedule right now. Um because this, this one's tough. They get the Dallas Cowboys back again in December, on December tenth. So um but here's here's the here's what they gotta deal with, uh Cuervo. They they lost to Dallas. They have De- Detroit. They're going to lose this game. Then they got Philly, which is a possibility they'll lose that game. Then they got two games where they can take a break. They should be able to beat Tampa Bay, but they might not. Then they have the Chargers. They should be able to beat that team, but they might not. Then they're going to lose to De- uh, Denver and Seattle. And the sad thing about that is, is that if they have the turn of luck, I think they could, they could be 0-7 at the break, and someone's going to be really pissed off. Because, really, if they go 2-5 and five by the break, someone's going to be calling for somebody's head anyway.
2: You're talking about the uh, Giants. Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk. I mean,
1: could you imagine 2-5? and five? I mean, we'd be talking about head coach, you know, all that, all that. You know, you know, new ownership, new GM. I mean, this thing can fall apart really quick. Well, and it will start next week against Philadelphia. And if they lose to Tampa Bay, oh my God, this could get. I mean, we're. I mean, if everybody thought that the news media in New York was rough, start off zero and four, and let's see how bad it really gets.
2: Yeah. Well, the only the only way I would see that happening, Sonny, is. is... And it's 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 realistic. It's possible. And he's he's even said that this injury is not easy to get over. But if Odell Beckham Jr. can't be can't play for the first six weeks of the season, okay, the, I think it's a very realistic possibility that they're one in five at the end of their first six games of the season.
1: That that's killer
2: because. Well yeah, it it definitely is, you know, because um I mean you're talking about a guy that is asking for all this money and he wants to get paid and things like that. Now now the Giants actually have the up hand and say, Why should we pay somebody that can't even get on the field right now? Yep. And they and they have yep. a good point. They have a good point, however, an ankle injury is not something that I foresee it, it really hindering his career. It's going to hinder this think. season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt him this season, but it's not going to be something that you have to watch out for year after year after year unless they try to rush him back and they try to play him when he's not ready to play and then he does
1: major That's damage. That's not to worry about it. They're going to get desperate, Cuervo. If they, if they lose this week, which, by the way, who are you have in this game? I I have Detroit um, uh, in this game um, because I just don't trust the Giants. And then you throw in the fact that they might not have Odell Beckham. Um, that that just makes it worse.
2: Play then Detroit will win.
1: So if, if who plays that? Because you broke up right there. Beckham. Okay, so we'll, we, we're allowed one asterisk. Pick per week, okay. If Beckham <laughs> plays, he's on the Giants, okay. But if he doesn't, he has Detroit, and I I get where he's coming from. Um, so I, it's it's going be it's
2: a cop out, Sonny. I know it's a cop out, but that's that's how
0: important I it's
1: not it a cop for... out. It just goes to show how valuable the guy. Even though I hate his guts, Cuervo, it goes to show how valuable he is, not as a wide receiver. But to Eli Manning, forget about any other quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he adds that much value, really. I'm going to say that I know it sounds a stupid statement, but if you got another guy that, you know, and it, it, it can't be Brandon Marshall because it's the same team. But if he was on a different team with a star, you know, would even Beckham be, you know, you know, in the news as being one of the best wide receivers in the league. No, I don't think he would be. Uh, just more in the fact that there are other guys out there in the league. So that's where I'm at with with Odell Beckham. And I, and I hate him as a person. I like him as a player. Uh, listen, I I chose him as the MVP. So that right there tells you something. I hate the guy, but I haven't met the MVP. But he's got to get out on the football field. I'm right there with you, Cuervo. You don't. If you're not on the football field for a long period of time, you don't win the MVP. No,
2: you definitely don't. And it's hard enough when you're not a quarterback to win the MVP. So
1: absolutely, the fact
2: that you picked you the wide receiver, it's 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 going to be that much more challenging for him to win it. I mean, he's going to have to break records
1: when he comes back for him to win the MVP because. Which makes Eli Manning you know, look like the second coming of Christ. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, in that case, maybe Eli has a better chance to win it, if, if that's the case. Good point, so,
1: good point.
2: you know, I mean, 12 out of the, you know, 13, 14 past
1: MVPs have been quarterbacks. And that's got to tell you something when when you're thinking about, you know... Who's going to win? Who's not uh, not going to win? So um, now on on Monday, Cuervo, I work until one o'clock. I'm not sure if we'll be able to get on air on Monday. I'm not sure what your schedule is, uh, but we'll we'll see if we can get back up by air on Monday.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. So one o'clock your time, that's eleven. No, that's, that's just 21. what
1: time I get off work, Cuervo. So but give me about one or two. You know, know, in between 1 and 2 o'clock, I'll keep you posted, you know, when I get home. Actually, it might be later than that because I might have an errand to run. So um, so I'll keep you posted on that, okay?
2: Sounds good, Sonny. I will do everything in my power to adjust my schedule. Since I am going to be working all day today, I might be able to get off a little early tomorrow. And then we can whip on some some, uh, recap talk.
0: Oh
1: yeah, maybe later in the afternoon I will be available. So there you go. So all set for week number 2. It's almost time for Red Zone. It's got about ready to pop up. Everybody enjoy week number 2 of the NFL. Next week on Thursday Rowlett Eagles are in action. They are taking on Fossil Ridge and the Panthers on Thursday. Pre-game show Thursday morning, 10 a.m. We're out of here, everybody. Have a good one. We'll check in next Sunday on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, have a good day, everybody. That being Bye-bye. said.
0: Have a good one. Yep, that being
1: said, definitely. We're out of here, everybody. Bye-bye.